Why, hello, and welcome to season 29, episode 6 of Happy Jack's Energy Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Adam. I'm Kimmy. I'm Allie. This is my daughter, and she joined a D&D club. Yay! <laughs> She's going to spend a few minutes talking about that. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. In this episode, I'm doing this backwards, uh, Greg from Virginia writes in about how not to award XP. Jolene writes in again on pre-existing settings, and Dave in DC writes in about game tone. And if you'd like to watch us live, go to happyjacks.org slash live at 7.30 p.m. Yes. Pacific time on Fridays. Yep, because I have a kid now, and it's just too hard to get here by 7. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. And i got to pick Ali up from D&D Club like 5.30 and 6 it's on Fridays so from now. Yeah. Just wait, we can give you different games besides D&D to take to them. <laughs> they like the they like their D and D right now. Give them time. Right now, give them time. Give them time. <laughs> so, I want to ask you a few questions about it. May I ask you a few questions about it? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. She loves her dad so much. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I forgot to record. So I have to scrape it off. Okay. Um, so, what what made you get in? What, what made you get interested in in the D and D club? Or how did you, how did you find your way to it? My friend was told by her friend, and she asked me to come with her. So, yeah. Okay. Kind of how a lot of us started. Peer pressure. Well, sure. Okay. My friend told me to go with them. Right. <laughs> and what was, your, what was your first session like? It was it was nice. Everyone was welcoming. It was kind of awkward because I didn't know what to do, but other than that, it was good. The, 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 how, many, how, how many tables? Is it what, like one, is it like one campaign happening, or...? Um... No, in the first one there were two happening, but there was another table where kids just like hung out, I guess, mm-hmm. in the club room. But there's like four main tables in the classroom that the club takes place in, and then like a couple tables on the side. Okay. Each table fits like eight people. How, how many table? How many people that are in the club right now? Do you know? Or how, no. like like tonight? How many people were there? Um, I can count. <laughs> You can just kind of just give me like a yes. ballpark. Yeah, Ca- counting isn't super great podcasting. Twenty. <laughs> okay, she's no, very twelve. Okay. Twelve. So like two tables worth or three tables worth? Yeah. Okay. Those of you who aren't watching, like she very obnoxiously like took a very long time to count very specifically <laughs> while grinning at her dad. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like when we count our dice rolls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, who is um, like the the staff member in charge, and like, what are their qualifications? <laughs> um, and are they hiring? Because Kimmy would like to apply. <laughs> no, I can start a DD club in my school. I don't want to. But <laughs> it's very different to play with high schoolers than like nine year olds. Yeah. Sure, sure. She's <gasps> it's a woman. That is so cool. She she doesn't really Can run it though. You know. Okay. When I was in high school and we had a gaming uh, mm-hmm. a gaming club, our our faculty sponsor was a woman too. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, keep, let's continue. I'm sorry, I was, that was not the answer I was expecting. So that's that makes me very happy. Um, <laughs> she teaches eighth grade science mm-hmm. and environmental science, I think. Okay, nerd. 
And so. yeah, and her kids are nerds. But I don't yeah. know anything about like her. Does she kids. run the game or do anything? No, she, she just, just sits there and yeah. makes sure you don't hurt each other. Yeah. Okay. If that. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, so the, the first session you just made you just made characters and like ran through the the beginnings of a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. We made characters and started a game. Yes. Tell me about your characters. Yeah. One moment. Okay. <laughs> she's pulling up her phone with notes on it. Well, she's probably got the app. Yeah, she has yeah, the, she has the app. Yeah. Edition. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. We need an eight-page backstory. Yes. Right now. My character's name is Mushroom, mm-hmm. and they're and they're a forest gnome ranger with a background as a charlatan. Nice. Okay. okay cool. And what, what kind? What, what is what is uh, Mushroom's preferred weapon? Look at the character sheet. <laughs> um, a dagger, a hand axe, and a long bow. Okay. Okay. All right. Nice. Excellent. Have you thought anything yet? No. Okay. The DM he does he prefers like not to do like combat stuff, so he doesn't do it as much. Like he likes chaos, I guess. <laughs> yes. Good. Okay. So you need story games, is what you need. <laughs> this is a, right. Okay, cool. All right. have him hand you a pamphlet about PBTA. You can take it back. I'll give you a We'll give you a deck in the deck. Yeah. Doesn't like, he doesn't like combat. GURPS is definitely the way to go. But hey, my players in the last session, oh, we messed, we messed up and summoned a demon. Let's run. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're playing GURPS. We're going to run. run. <laughs> you don't have to worry about combat. No, GURPS. that's true. Run it right. <laughs> Um, okay, so did um, now is there anything? Um, in, what are you doing? Yawning. Oh, okay. Is there anything? She gave blood today too. Oh, good Aww. job. So she's kind of sure. tired. Aww. So, blood donors shine. shine. That's nice. So, it, um, is there anything that you think? Because that you've known that this club's existed for a while. Yes. What kept you? from not going before? Were you just not curious at all, or was there like a reason that you didn't? And why was it your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. Accurate. I just wasn't interested. Because I wasn't like really close with anyone in the club, mm-hmm. so I didn't really have a reason to go since I wasn't that interested in D&D. Okay. Right. And you you played D&D with your dad before, right? Right? How many like guys once. Ones? Right? Like just like a long yeah. time ago. Characters and maybe right? Yeah. Little, yeah. Little but like there. when she was like nine or something. Like it was like a long time ago. Like yeah. Ten. It was. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a long did time this, ago. Did this feel different? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it because it was peers? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Well, thank you. That's it. All right. That's it. <laughs> thank you. Very much. Anything else you want to tell us about it? Did any other? No. No. <laughs> So are you excited? Like, if we had another game for you to try, would you try another game? Yeah. Would you Would you play it with us? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was very noncommittal. Yeah. By the way. That, that's her. That's kind of her way of saying. Because yeah. that's that's what she's like. Like, can you go like take care of these chores? Like, yeah. Okay. I don't. <laughs> hey, I don't mind. It just has to be like like planned, and yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right, cool. Thank wait, you, wait, wait, let's mute you before you touch the mic, so it's not so bad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yay! Yay! Corrupting the youths. Where do I put this? <laughs> Just set it on the on table. table. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Dice? Sure. Yeah. Do you have bags of dice? I, I, I will set you up. Do you want me to buy you a really pretty set of dice? I had pretty sets, but I don't know what happens to them. That was like five years ago. That's I what happened. I to buy you dice. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably around What's somewhere. This? Yeah. 
That's a D10. It's a, a, a weird D10. Yeah. They mm-hmm. look like my We're going to continue the show now, okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Love you, sweetness. She's <laughs> now looking at the... We have bowls of dice on the table for people who accidentally forget there, so she was, like, picking through, picking out the best ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, Allie. Bye. 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 All right. Okay, so this is really cool that you can see the chat up on the screen. Yeah. You can? See. Okay, I can barely see it, because I, mean, I have old eyes. Yeah. You can right. zoom in more. I don't know how to do that. Hit control plus. Control plus? Yeah. Or I have to be in this one, though. Here, no, here, do this one. Okay. Huh? Oh, okay, cool. Oh, it did hey, it to both of them. better. Yep. <laughs> and I'm assuming control minus will put it back the way I want it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> or you can go up to the URL and see there's a little uh, magnifying glass. Click on that and hit reset. Oh, cool. Okay. Brilliant. How, how n- not... It's amazing that the Brave browser has all the same stuff that all the other browsers have. Sure. Oh, it's a new browser. It's a Brave browser. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how not to award XP from Greg in Virginia. Greetings to Stu and all the other assorted West Coast weirdos. Greg from Virginia writing in, hoping this finds you well and gives you something interesting to talk about. I miss hearing you guys read the funny accents. I'd be stoked if you read this in a Southern gentleman, like a Southern gentleman. Uh, not that I've ever heard, ever been accused of being a gentleman. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, an email from several episodes ago brought up some deeply suppressed memories. <laughs> I hope you find some humor in my story. Uh, the game was 3rd edition D&D. Our DM was a guy named Ray. The important thing to know about Ray was very is that Ray was very much a numbers guy. He was a statistician by training with a master's degree in number manipulation. Is that really a thing you can get a degree in number manipulation? Well, I, I, statistics, yes, you can get a master's in. I'm not sure. I've never this, heard of yeah. numbers. I, this I'm, might be yeah. a, an allegory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> an allegorical account of a right. master's degree, perhaps. <laughs> Ray was a good storyteller with a decent homebrewed campaign, but he loved crunching numbers. Ah. One thing Ray didn't like was how much work was required to run a game session. Here, here. Right? <laughs> he decided that every player brought their if every player brought their own copy of the core rule books, it would save time when it came to looking up stuff, leveling up characters, etc. Not an unusual request, as every player should have their own player's handbook. And some players have their own copy of the Monster Manual and Dungeon Master's Guide as well. To reward us, Ray gave us 100 XP for each book that we brought to the game table. If you remember anything about that version of D&D, <laughs> you probably remember how many supplements, supplement books Wizard released. And Ray didn't yeah. put a limit on the amount of books you could bring. Our min-maxer, of course, ending up with two backpacks full of books, earned more than a thousand experience points. <laughs> Per session. Can you imagine how quickly his character became overpowered compared to the rest of the party? When we first brought this up as a point of contention, Ray's response was that this is extra XP. No one is losing out on regular XP for defeating enemies, advancing the story, etc. Right. No one is required to bring extra books, so Mm -hmm. it's not really a penalty if you don't get the bonus XP. Okay. (laughs) Or as much as other people at the table. But wait, it gets better, because Ray loved to tinker and fancied himself a game designer. Oh. (laughs) 
Well, those, those, name, those people are assholes. Yeah, those people. <laughs> what was his name? Jason? Yeah, what? <laughs> J- uh, J- D8s and Traveler. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. What's I give hilarious. him shit about it, but I'm not really. Yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> you have to understand. So, so when, uh, when the very first time you were playing Traveler and Joey was explaining the system to me, I'm like, oh, so it's PBTA that Stu can actually stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that at all. Oh, I wouldn't say that at all. Oh no. Oh no. no. What is happening I mean, around me? It uses two d six, but that is pretty much where the similarity mm-hmm. ends. <laughs> and now it doesn't. And, and now it's using 2D8. 2D8. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least he knows what he is. He right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he created his theory that D&D, at least this version, was inherently unbalanced. Agreed. As written, the rules favor certain character builds, which, if you play the game long enough, can get a bit tired. After a lot of study, he developed this mathematical formula that determined the frequency with which the various game components were utilized. By assigning a value to every race, class, feat, spell, and weapon, etc., he figured out a way to place a numeric value on every aspect of the character. Long swords are the most common weapon used, fireball the most common spell cast, plus one ring of protection, most common magic item used, human fighters the most common race-class combo. The formula would split out a number which he turned into a percentage. The more boring your character, the lower the the lower the percentage. The more unusual or interesting your character, I'm assuming that is not a standard super effective yeah. build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the higher the percentage. This percentage was then multiplied by the amount of XP you received anytime you got XP. Is that like a rubric? So it's like fair or is it just like I don't well, know. Well, I, that's what I, he's saying, I think, yeah. is that it wasn't fair, so he made it fair by creating this rubric to, like, you made a more interesting character than the most banal human fighter with a plus one ring of protection. Right. Therefore, you get 30% more XP instead of the regular. Right, right. But as, so. like, a teacher, I'm like, is there actually, like, a rubric with, like, a scale so you can be like, oh, in this, yeah. oh, add up all the points to see where you, oh, you are this much interest, more interesting, yeah. so you get the... Or is it like it's, literally like I think that's more interesting? It sounds like he's doing that. That's cool. That's I mean no, it's not cool. Yeah. But I, I, as a teacher, I appreciate a rubric. I, yes, a yeah. good rubric is always I always appreciated. Anytime but you got XP, rubric including the monkey boy, yeah. <laughs> including at the beginning of the session when you counted up the number of books you brought. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's still getting an extra thousand XP a session. Oh my god! Because he happens to own ten books, <laughs> and the ten is not that many. It's really I not mean, at fifty bucks a pop. Oh, well, oh, yeah, well, they weren't no, third edition. That's they weren't that much. Yeah, they were I more mean, like twenty bucks a pop during third edition. Yeah. So, yeah. but even yeah. so, that's yeah, that's 19, late nineteen eighties dollars, not yeah, two thousand twenty dollars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kimmy, this is in the before times. Oh. So yeah, um, <laughs> they had a lot of books. Late nineteen eighties. <laughs> I was yeah. Not you were back. like five and yeah. oh no, but they were playing third, yeah. right? Third edition. Third edition, edition yeah. would, would have been like late nineties. Oh okay. I think I was in elementary school. I might have owned a book at that point. Yeah, third third was like in the nineties because because I, I remember in ninety nine we were really like three point five was really solidly in and and yeah and it was still in for a while. So Eric yeah, Odd says no early two thousand early early aughts early aughts. 
Well, or three, three five, three maybe. five early aughts, but yeah. three point oh. Were they playing three? I think they're. Were they playing three oh or three I think five? Three. They're playing third. It's third edition. Third, three. So. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't make a lot of books for third because Not they as got many. they 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 rushed three point five out only a few years after third. I think. Yeah. Because it had problems. Yeah. Yeah, real problems. So, third, uh, I mean, third is probably the edition I played most beyond three point five. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so okay, so I know it was it was third in ninety nine. Uh, okay, yeah, that so, sounds about yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, bu- I, bu- I remember I bought the the, the the three core books for third edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like. Because just to read them, really. Because yeah. I wasn't I wasn't playing games then, and I, I got them just to kind of look through them, and then like six months later they came out three five. Yeah, That's yeah, baby. yeah. That's super nice. Third was out by early two thousand one. Actually, yeah, that. Oh, you know what? Two thousand one. So so this so this is two thousand one is a very pivotal moment in my gaming career because it's kind of when I got back into gaming after college. So. Mm-hmm. So I was in college and gamed a lot uh, from like ninety two to ninety six ish, um, at ninety seven if you count my failed year of grad school. Um, but uh, but that would during, have been second edition, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, second edition was it was still still the thing at that point, and I was mostly playing other games. That's when I started playing first Shadowrun. I started. I was playing all the original World of Darkness books okay. during college. Well, that was and, that's. A- Huge in the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huge, huge. Now, So that was the early 90s. And then 2001 was my first year of... My first summer of grad school, and I went to the Utah Shakespeare Festival. And that's where I met my friend Cameron, uh, who is one of my favorite DMs I've ever had, and wonderful friend, and author of the play of Dice and Men, uh, which is... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good, but it's about a D and D group, and like, uh, like around the time of the first uh, um, Iraqi conflict, and mm-hmm. and what their their paladin, <laughs> um, uh, it, the the player decides to enlist and go. Uh, go to war mm-hmm. and so it's about the group you know these like 20 somethings like coming to terms with the fact that one of them could die and the campaign has to end which are both you know terrible things yeah. and they're right. you know and they're all dealing with growing up and all that so yeah it's fantastic play and and I, I wish more people could see it but mm-hmm. um, but anyway uh, but that was the summer I met Cameron and Cameron had gotten uh, third edition okay and and started running us through third edition and it, so um, yeah so I immediately of course rolled up a ranger because that's the first thing I would do in every other edition of D&D mm-hmm. and it was a horrible mistake because <laughs> Rangers in third edition were shit. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Yeah, they, they, a lot of people. Uh, I skipped second edition too. I never mm. played. Never owned oh, really? a book for it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't own a book, but we uh, we did play it once. Uh, so, uh, so I mostly. So, my teenage years, I played uh, AD&D. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. Yeah, so, uh, so that was all through uh, that was all through high school, junior high and high school. And then, um, it, and, then I, uh, and then by the time second edition came out, I wasn't really playing D&D. So, I, okay. I played like one yeah, same, same session of it, but, or one game of, of, of second edition, but otherwise went on to like all the World of Darkness stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like second edition must have been what I played with my friends. And like junior high, like I, mm-hmm. we didn't play very well, so it's hard to <laughs> hard to judge. But I, yeah. I see that, that was the, those are the books that were really colorful, right? No, second edition was second edition was still the black and white like line ink 
Lying. Not talking about the covers. Oh, the covers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the that iconic cover with the doll, the devil face, and the yeah. um, created a lot of satanic panic. Was the the big the big red devil? Are the yeah. Ifrit? Are, the, are you talking was about the? It? Well, there's a D, the D. Well, the first edition DMG had the Ifrit, the giant <laughs> red Ifrit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. And then there was a, and the player's handbook had the big sort of squat frog god statue that they're probably in the thing. Yes. Of. Yeah. 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 All right. When the game finally ground to a screeching halt, I'm shocked that it did, I had a 14th level half-orc bard. So you really, you were going, you became the Uh (laughs) min-maxer. Uh-huh. Right. Half-orc bard. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Who played the bagpipes and traveled traveled with a celestial monkey that he summoned. Mm -hmm. My bonus XP percentage was 32%. And I, I don't was, have enough books, but I got a weird ass character. <laughs> Give me that XP. Right. And I was not the min maxer at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, real life got in the way and the group broke up. Now Unfortunately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now a question, if I may, besides story milestones and the usual killing of bad guys, what are other unique ways that you have encountered for character progression? Thanks for reading my email, you bums, Greg. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. You oh bum. man, first off, like that bo- stuff with the books was bullshit. Yeah, like that's, that's super <laughs> shitty. Like that is awful. Don't do that. Like, hey, you with the money? Okay, go ahead and. Although I guess, like in real life, I guess it sort of like levels you up because you have to carry all the books back and forth so you get stronger. <laughs> You're gaining a little strength and yeah. endurance, yeah. Sure. So, but I don't think it should count in games. No, no I don't. No. Yeah, I, I, I think those kinds of like outside uh, influence things are really it's it's really kind of uh, it, it, it's too easy to become unbalanced. Yeah. You know? and, uh, um, and like I, the one thing I don't mind so much is people giving extra XP for the note taker or the yeah, or the yeah. summarizer sure. stuff that is actually in the part of the game. Yeah, if and that you, nobody if you else have a tardiness problem if people uh, show up on time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but, and I can yeah. yeah, I can see those things like that. But like you know, if you're gonna do something like this, like like add everybody's books up together and then divide that equally among right. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. So it's yeah fair, and then like people can share the books among them. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like Cause, that. Yeah, because then I mean, because you're not going to keep all twenty books to yourself, you know. No. <laughs> you can share them with your friends. Mm-hmm. And, and and really, as a, a I mean, I've not met many GMs that like splat books anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that that this is like asking for <laughs> splat books to be brought to the table all the time. Oh, yeah. God, you're begging yeah. for it yeah. with this. Yeah. And they had so many in third edition and three point five. Uh-huh. So. But I think, it, you know, um, I think part of the issue here might be, um, uh, here's Adam going into historical context, but like AD&D and second edition, like you leveled up at different rates, mm-hmm. right? And then in third edition, I believe, uh, but definitely 3.5 is when they equalized everybody and different mm-hmm. classes didn't level up at different rates anymore. So uh, oh, yeah, so did. that's right. Right? right. The early ones they had those old freaking charts. Yeah, everywhere. yeah. So you right. had a different chart XP chart for each class, right. and like you know, a thousand XP uh, would be like one level for the wizard, but it was like three for the fighter and and two for the rogue, and so. You know, so it's uh, so so it may have been some holdover from that if this GM had originally been playing those older editions and was like, "Well, this feels unfair because everybody levels at the same rate now." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that was the point. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, 
Yeah. The, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but I agree. I, not 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 the best way to give XP. Mm. Mm. But. I'm trying to think if there's been any weird ways that we've done it. I don't think there has yeah. been. But I think when we when I ran the fourth edition D and D campaign, we just like every like every other session or something. It's like mm-hmm. everyone just level up or every yeah. three sessions. I don't yeah. remember what it was. It was something like that. I didn't want to yeah. keep track of all that shit, and I don't like having oh. enough combats to make the progression go as fast as yeah. players wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had a way of doing it, but I don't remember what it was. But it was something set mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it wasn't counting XP. Yeah, no, it was and not. And fifth edition actually is very specific uh, to having um, having uh, option of doing milestone leveling. Mm-hmm. So you know, so it's like you don't have to. Uh, right. You don't have to uh, count XP if you don't want to. Just after a certain point in the story, somebody goes up a level. Yeah. That, yeah. They're trying so hard to be everything for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they really are. Yeah. We have XP, but you don't have yeah. to use it. You can still play us and not use that. Well, see, <laughs> Like that—that's kind of how GURPS was designed. Yeah. It's like if okay, if you you want like more shit to do in combat, here's more shit yeah. for combat. You like went slower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you want less, you want less, and then also the skills. Like here's a thousand skills you can you can choose from, <laughs> or mm-hmm. you can like come up with here's like. A dozen like very general skills that you can use, and there's yeah. a, kind of a slightly different system for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is when yeah. you do that, you end up with a you know, 800 page rulebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and same with the Cortex Prime. Uh, is mm. you know, it's like I've been trying to get through that. Yeah. I, I, I can barely read the book. No. Oh my god! And I love the Cortex system. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's like, but. But oh my god, I I was finally just like I okay I can't read every single one of these options and anybody who tries to put all of these options into their game is asking for trouble. It's like, almost like the GM's yeah. going to have to spend like a couple yeah. weeks with yeah. the book and say, yeah, th- I'm going to now use this con- yeah. RPG mm-hmm. construction kit yeah. to build the game that I'm going to yeah. run. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, Which I, is an interesting idea. Oh yeah, yeah. No. And, and, well, I. I well, I, what so. you should do if you're gonna do that, like, have it spar- like put in different sections of the book. Like, here's yeah. one way to do it. Here's the next way to do it. Here's the third way yeah. to do it. Like. Yeah. Build it like a build like a technical manual. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like these yeah. are the three different ways to play Cortex Prime, or even have uh-huh. them as separate books or whatever. Because it's like, as someone who's been like spending a year and a half trying to drill down a game I'm designing to like this is what it's about. Yeah. And like simplify it and cut out all the bullshit that didn't really add anything right. to the sure. game. Like it's exhausting to think about it. <laughs> these yeah. Huge yeah. books that have all these options because. I mean, it's like when you go to a restaurant. Like, would you rather go to a great restaurant that has a small menu of just, like, stuff that's all perfect? Or would you rather go to, like, fucking Denny's or Cheesecake Factory with, like, 12 pages of menu and none of it's very good? And it's right. like, except cheesecake. Because the cheesecake's yeah. always good. Uh, cheesecake. But so it's, like, yeah. one of those things. It's like, okay, like, here are all the choices you might ever want. But then it's on you to sit there and, like, figure it all out. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point of that system? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that you know the Cortex Prime book it would have benefited a lot from like okay here's here's the basic game you need to pick one of yeah. these four options then you need to pick one of these four options and then one of these four options yeah. and then if you want you can start adding in other options but really anybody who's going to play Cortex I strongly recommend like pick three or four things in there and and leave what's going to be important to your campaign yes. right mm-hmm. yeah. And and honestly, like in some ways, you know, I I sometimes think that it was better the way it originally was, where 
you had these setting books of like the Smallville system, and mm-hmm. it was like here's the Cortex drama, and then you had the Marvel heroic role playing. Here's the cor- Cortex, uh, you know, action or, or uh, super heroic or whatever it was, and and basically that's what they did. And then they did the Hacker's Guide to say like here, if you have all of the books, you can combine them in different ways like this. Um, mm-hmm. But Cortex Prime was just like, here's all the stuff. Good luck. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I when I started working, I, I, I stopped because I started writing other stuff. But I started working on like a second version of Moment of Truth, mm-hmm. and it was going to be. I was going to literally build it as a technical manual. Yeah. So it's like because it's like no fluff. It's just here's the basic game mechanics, mm-hmm. and the way I was going to do it was have like the vote the, the like bare bones basic version of the game. Well, you could print off. Okay, print these first thirty pages, and that's that's your game mechanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want combat to be more more mm-hmm. granular or whatever, here's a here's a combat section. Yeah. If you want to have bleeding rules, print out this play, page for your bleeding rules. If you mm-hmm. want to have, you want to you get that gritty, and also. Yeah. Social interaction. I was going to break that out as well. Mm-hmm. So you basically would have like this very technical manual-looking f- document, and you could just print the sections you want and s- to say to your players, yeah. "Okay, this is the game we're going to be playing. Yeah. These are the rules." Yeah. And they all work together, and you can choose how how. Right. how but it was going to be laid how, out, yeah, so that you could mm-hmm. just say, "I just need to print this section, this section, and this section, and yeah. that's the game I want to play." Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. See, that would be yeah. interesting because that's like. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like going to like a pizza place where you get to order what you want on your pizza. Right. So it's like, okay, here's mm-hmm. all the things in this thing, and this is how I'm going to customize my. Or like, or yeah. like, a, a, like Salads 2000 or one yeah, of those it's places. Like yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like so, you know you're going to have a salad, right? But you might have a taco salad, right. which is going to have like 5,000 calories. Yeah. Or you might have like like a kale salad with like that tastes <laughs> like cardboard and yeah. it's like 30 calories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think that can work in a system, but the problem is it's so hard to lay out a book well. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's I, why I wasn't doing it as a technical manual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it exactly. was. I mean, literally, I was going to use like like a almost like a typewriter font yeah. for it. So <laughs> literally, like 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 the, the big manuals used to have these big corporations in like the nineteen seventies, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to because I. He's working McDonald Douglas. So yeah, I, I know you know how manuals. <laughs> and I was a yeah. technical writer there. So. Right, or yeah. like a massive flow chart. That's yeah. like where my brain goes as a teacher. I'm like, you can go, oh, and then right. that. Yeah. And then you can go there. And well, that, yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. like... And it, yeah. Yeah. We're thinking on the same yeah, level here because exactly. it's like the, for the combat, mm-hmm. it's like here's like your basic combat. Here's like you know the, mm-hmm. like the three mm-hmm. boxes that make up the the flowchart for it, and here's the really complicated one. Yeah, yeah. Call, call, the new Call of Cthulhu has that. Oh, okay. it's actually very handy. Yeah, huh, okay. Seventh Call, Call of Cthulhu has, yeah. has flowcharts oh, about. It. Interesting. Yeah, I really liked the game that you were running. Of that is really like it seemed like the system was much improved from previous. It's very similar. Um, it. it it's an old game, yeah, and it still is an old game. That they they really they didn't change a lot mechanically. They changed some, mm-hmm. but they uh, boy they they went through and retype set everything, laid out everything, yeah, completely with art, beautiful artwork and everything. Oh, cool, yeah, mm-hmm. and and like all the earlier editions, you could tell it's like. A lot of this stuff looks like it was typeset from the first edition. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's go and like print type up a word. Right? Yeah. Paste it on here. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. I, I do want to point out uh, what Master Vidar said. Cam Banks wrote a game that can do anything. He just needed a better editor. And I totally agree. Yes. What, game, what game is that? that was, uh, Cam Banks wrote uh, Cortex. Cortex. Oh, yeah. Cortex. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Cortex like, I think, yeah. a, I think the, the layout and the editing of the yeah. book 
yeah. is really where it trips up more yeah. than anything. It's, it's a phenomenal system. Until I found Masks, the Smallville game was my go-to for superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I was really looking forward to playing the Firefly game and, you know, and the Leverage game looked really cool. Mm. And so, yeah, but... And that's yeah, a, a cool thing so about it. They, yeah. Like, like for the leverage, they had that like the flashback system built mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a big Super part of that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Man. All right. Well, thank All you, right. Greg, for the email. We appreciate it. You bum. You bum. Who would like to read a pre-existing setting from Jolene? Yeah, me too. You did. Okay. okay. All right. Jolene. Hey y'all, Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Jolene. And there's a copyright. There again. No, no, no. no, we were really bad. They're not going to notice. <laughs> Like, no, like, no, they they added auto tune to to their, to their <laughs> Google added it to their what? Oh my god! And I believe Jolene like gave us permission yeah. to sing that every yes. time she. Okay, wrote. good, good. Uh, and and for the record, oh, but she didn't write the song. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. But, but remember last time I was like, oh no, I'm sure she's tired of that, and she was like, no, actually, I'm yeah. not tired right. of it. I, I think well, you'd have to ask Dolly Parton if it's okay to yeah. sing. And Jolene, I don't know. Jo- did jo- did jo- I'm gonna look yeah, it up. She, she 100 percent wrote yeah, that song. She okay, she did. Yeah. And Jolene, my name is Adam West, so I understand. Okay, so I probably have told this story before, but I'm a little drunk. So, like the first time, like I met Adam, is because I was going to be his coach at a gym, mm-hmm. and he like apl- like put in his, sent in his information, and like we legit had bets going about whether it was like a crank, like fake, like <laughs> person putting that name in, and whether it was a real person. And then he did, and I was like, oh hi, ah. you're a person. <laughs> hi, you're real. Yeah, I think I covered it pretty well. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, hey, y'all. Jolene again with hopefully the last email about it, although I hope not because I have been really mad that I've been not in the loop on these conversations. Because, <laughs> oh, my God, I had things to say. Well, okay. now, you, now you can. Yes. Yeah. But y'all were so delightful listening to talk about it all. I wanted to give y'all a few final thoughts. I just wanted to give a few a final few thoughts. I'll stick with the comic book settings because it's like my favorite and seems to have a lot of the possibility of protagonist problem. I think fear was brought up of, well, what's the point if Batman's right over yonder or something along those lines? If you play in a Gotham City game and Batman solves all the problems, I'd say you have a GM problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if your game is a comic book, then the player characters are the main characters of whatever comic book you are playing. I.e., if you read an issue of Young Heroes in Love and Batman shows up, he doesn't suddenly become the main character of the issue. You should tell DC Comics that. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Same with Wolverine. Uh, But that could change with Session Zero and setting up what the players want and don't want in the game, you know? This is especially fresh in my mind because I just finished up a series of games of masks in which we were set in a combined Marvel DC world. Okay. And we were playing year one versions of other characters. So, like, we had so many cameos and crossovers from other heroes, some of which we were asked who we wanted to definitely exist, others just fun surprises. But we never felt overshadowed because the story was about our characters. Anyway, I hope I'm done emailing about this. Love y'all. Keep up the fun. Never going to write a P.S. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, Stand Julie. by. Yeah, don't write a P.S. Yeah. <laughs> Stand out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Be different among the crowd. So what, what, no. what were the things that you, you wanted were screaming at the... Oh. <laughs> well, and well, actually, this brings up one of them is is that idea, and and I totally get the idea of like your your nerve, like if you're playing in DC and Batman shows up, if it's not handled right, it could feel very anticlimactic, sure. you know. Like if you're fighting the big bad and Batman is there, well, obviously you're not going to be able to do that much to really contribute to the situation, right? Um, no matter what you do, Batman has to. 
be the star. Um, and so, and that tendency is just too great. But, um, but I, but I think Jolene is right here that, that if the GM handles it right, having those kinds of appearances can really make you feel like you're a part of that world. And, you know, and so like, um, so, like, if, you know, if you're playing in Star Wars, uh, you know, it's it's one thing if Luke Skywalker shows up in the middle of your combat, mm-hmm. but if your character's on like a spiritual journey and like wandering through the desert and is visited by the ghost of Luke Skywalker uh, to share a few wise words, that's a totally different thing, and it can really, uh, you know, can really make you feel like, oh my god, I'm connected to that. My character's connected to that story. Right. Well, it's like throwing focus. Like we talk mm-hmm. about this a lot. Like, um, especially as a performer on stage like what we do it's like important when someone else is having another moment it's not like plays it's a little bit different but when we're doing like performances and concerts and things like that if someone has a solo like it's actually the best thing you do is like look and and like throw your focus that way because it mm-hmm. gets the audience it to do the gets, same yeah. thing yeah so yeah. um if everyone on stage is looking at a person the audience automatically because we're herd animals or what out mm-hmm. pack animals like <laughs> looks at that person um and that's what that does like luke skywalker showing up in a pivotal moment for that character is throwing focus at that journey of that character where someone coming them showing up in the middle of a combat suddenly that is drawing the focus Mm -hmm. away so it's really important when you're thinking of that as a gm of okay i'm going to add i really want to add this character in you need to do it in a way that throws the focus to the players and their characters um in that way i I just thought of this when you were talking about about Batman showing up, and uh-huh. but like if the if it, it instead of having the the superhero show, have the secret identity show up. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah. if mm-hmm. if the the party is trying to foil a bank robbery, uh-huh. and Bruce Wayne just happens to be there having the meeting with the bank president <laughs> right. at the time, yeah, Bruce Wayne is in a position where he can really do a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. party gets to come in and be the superheroes, yeah. and the player characters or the players get to say, oh. Look, who's Holy shit, that's look, Batman. Uh, yeah. Batman. Yeah. The, the characters yeah. wouldn't know that because yeah. right, yeah. How can he see? Yeah. He doesn't yeah. wear glasses. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, and like on his way out, just like how, like after they save everybody, just have Bruce Wayne go, "Good job, yeah. everyone." <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. And they like or, the players are all like, "Ah!" Or, yeah, the right? Characters yeah. are like. Oh, that was that, that was yeah, millionaire Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah. He right. is as handsome right. in real life as he's <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> or like have Batman show up at their hideout later and be like, "Hey, by the way, good job today." Yeah. And you're like, "How did you know?" Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> see ya, and then take off. You know, yeah. I, I think I think when you're when you're incorporating um, when you're incorporating a pre-existing characters into your story. Uh, I think what's really Im- uh, the real pitfall is don't have them come in doing the thing that they're most known for. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like it, like don't bring Batman into combat. Bring Batman into a, a quiet moment of contemplation. You mm-hmm. know, um, uh, you know, uh, bring in Commissioner Gordon in combat and like, right. okay, he can shoot a gun, but um, it's not much more help than that. But it's kind of cool to see him be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, so I, I think that's just a that's just a way you can avoid stealing the focus from the characters. That was uh-huh. that was a Mystery Men quote. Oh, okay. Right. I thought you got Bruce and Clark. Lance wears glasses. Yeah, oh. okay. I got that now. Was it Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fant- what was his Mr. Mr. Furious? Yeah. No, no, oh. no. The, the oh, Captain, F- Captain Amazing? Amazing. Captain, yeah. Amazing. Captain okay. Amazing doesn't. Yeah. Okay, well, it doesn't make sense. Okay. He takes right. him off when he transforms. How can he see? All right. It's William H. Macy. Come on. We're talking about DC, though. So, like, the chat's like, 
Bruce doesn't wear glasses. Like, yeah, he got he got Bruce and Clark confused. Yeah. No, oh, I didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, there's a I little bit. I was making a mystery man. Yeah. Right? A little bit out yeah. of context. Yeah. Like just a little. How can he see? <laughs> okay, okay. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. <laughs> uh, I love mystery man. Okay. Oh yeah, and Erica Odd yeah. says that Bruce Wayne should be at the bank, and then there's being photographed by Peter Parker. Uh, so, there you go. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If you really want to, you know. Mix uppers and downers like that. Sure, go ahead and throw <laughs> throw all of throw, the, right. all of the secret identities. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just mix them all up. Dogs yeah. and cats sleeping together. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the email, Jolene. <laughs> all right. Game, Game tone. tone. Dave in DC. Speaking of DC Comics. Okay. <laughs> um. Dear Happy Jack's crew. Dave in DC writing in again to give a tale of when uh, the tone of a game is pl- uh, as played did not match the expectations of the quote normal tone of the game. The game in question was a session of vampire. Oh Ruh-roh. no, a vampire <laughs> using 20th anniversary edition rules because you, you know when like vampire swerves off the tone like it's it's gonna swerve from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're talking like Tokyo drifting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you can't turn into that. <laughs> no. It's <just> gonna. <laughs> This was pre-5th edition regarding setting. Several years ago, in the pre-pandemic times, I played in a game of Vampire at Gen Con called Tremere Troubles. It was set up, uh, the setup was in New Orleans as a Camarilla city, and I did not, uh, that, but had no Tremere presence. This was because there was such a presence of, quote, magic in the city as a result of the confluence of various traditions, Native American, African Caribbean, European, etc., that it basically overwhelmed any Tremere in the city due to them being so attuned to magic. Every few years, Clan Tremere would send in a team of clan members to establish a foothold, but to no avail. The storyteller, had, uh, GM, had run this game multiple times in the past. She had the pre-generated PCs and at least a dozen different plot hooks that she came uh, that she could vary up from session to session. Most of the PCs were Tremere, but they were all incredibly different. For example, my character had come from a, nat- uh, from a Native American shaman tradition in life, so he had uh, ther- thermaturgy, thermaturgy. Thermaturgy. I almost got it. Um, path related to weather control as his main focus. Another character had been a vaudeville magician who actually had some powers, so the character had a lot of levels in Dominate. There was a single character who is not Tremere, it was Malkavian, who is assigned by the prince as our local guide. The player who got this character was amazing and played him as absolutely batshit crazy. Excellent. The tone of the game was probably much more comedic and humorous than I think the average vampire's player experience in a game. Uh, never mind. I'll just <laughs> average, average vampire yeah. player, not like, average Happy Jacks vampire my next, player. Next time I'm running vampire, I'm doing what we do in the shadows, of Los Angeles. I'm <laughs> yes, saying that right now. See, that's what I it always this. ends up being, though. Like everyone, no, it's going like, to be intentionally. Okay, okay. Yes. We'll use vampire. We'll use uh, 20th anniversary okay. edition. But everyone is, and I'm going to. I've already figured all of this out. We're going to have a new glossary. Okay. So there's no such thing as torpor. Okay. Right. It's super slumber. Super. Because <laughs> you have been watching it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I don't have it for all of that. There will okay. be stupid terms for all of the stuff Instead rather than dominate. It's vampire hypnosis. <laughs> right. Would you like? Do you enjoy your bendy? It is worms. <laughs> bat. <laughs> That's it. And you have to shout bat if you're going to turn into a bat. Bat fight. Bat fight. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, the season closer killed me. Okay, okay, let's try anyway, to catch the email. Okay. 
<laughs> oh my god, my mother's vulva. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right. The tone of the game is probably much more comedic and humorous than I think the average vampire's players experience in a game. I it started from the first scene when being presented with the Prince of Elysium, where there was a betting pool and the odds about whether the group of individual characters would survive their time in New Orleans. I love that opening scene, by yes. the way. This is brilliant. The odds were often adjusted during the scene. The group set off uh, on our mission to investigate a questionable antique store, which mundanes could not see. Ultimately, it was discovered to be a shop selling magic items run by a demon. Uh, we were experienced Tremere's, so we weren't all walking into such a potential trap all at once. No, we split the party and went into smaller groups while some of us waited outside. This resulted in a vampire version of the conga line, of <laughs> the death. Conga line of death. <laughs> <laughs> that often happens in D&D games. <laughs> anyway, the game was hugely fun and enjoyable. The tone of the game varied from slapstick to darkly humorous to deadly serious at points, confronting the deno- demonic <laughs> enemy. However, the overall tone was comedic, which rarely occurs in a vampire game. Uh, okay. In my experience. There, okay, I'll give it to you. It was also one of the best games, convention or otherwise, that I've ever played in, which is why I remember it much of it uh, remember so much of it years later. See? Yep. Fast forward to the following year. The game was being run again, and I was lucky enough to play in it. There were different characters to play, different plot hooks to explore, and the GM was excellent. When I sat down at the table, I was the only repeat player, and I informed the GM that I had played the prior year. She asked me what scenario, scenario, and I told her the antique store run by a demon. She simply changed up to one of her other scenarios, and we were off. <laughs> she was going to run the same thing again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 While I played a different character, with my experience from the past year, I did lean into the comedy humor aspects of the underlying background. This time, the adventure involved magic and mythic animals and creatures appearing around New Orleans. We were off uh, off to wrangle them and stop whatever was causing this, because if people saw and believed in such things as unicorns, it was a short stop to believing in vampires and then goodbye masquerade. This uh, is where the disconnect and expected tone happened. On understanding the scenario, one of the players blurted out loudly, Seriously? We're hunting down a unicorn? Clearly, this ex- player's expectation of the tone of a Tremere-based vampire game was something much more serious, with such things as political maneuvering and dark aspects of thermaturgy, and not hunting down unicorns and stopping a breach of fey realms caused by some dark fey, which is where the game went. Again, as the year before, despite the comedy, there were very de- uh, deadly consequences by the end of the game. So... That is my experience with a game that, with a generally expected tone, varying from it in very in a very good way for a convention game, but in a way where I think disappointed some of the players who are expecting something of a more traditional tone. I do not think the GM was at fault for this disconnecting of total expectations. There, uh, the event description strongly suggested a lighter than normal tone. The opening scene in Elysium and other vampires betting us on us. Uh, Betting on us was present in both games and established a lot lighter tone. And the GM had run the game successfully at multiple prior conventions. I think the player was so used to what he expected as the normal tone for a vampire game that he ignored the upfront, the upfront tells that it was going to be a lighter tone, if not downright comedic at times. Thanks for all the great gaming content, Dave and DC. P.S. Drink an adult beverage if this recording is on Friday night, or a breakfast beverage if this recording is on Saturday morning. It's all Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, okay, let me tell you what's wrong with this game. 
<laughs> that asshole player. Mm. But close. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. yeah. Especially for a convention game. You're talking yeah. about a four hour window. I can't I can't imagine really getting into all the depths of <laughs> oh, like political I, yeah. maneuverings. Yeah, you're not gonna fast. have a big yeah. a big po- a political game. Yeah, so no. like if you're like in a a vampire campaign that has to be part of it. Like it's yeah. just a, it's such right. a great part of the game. Yeah. But yeah, four hours. It's like you're you don't have time to really establish the characters or the setting or all the players that the non-player characters that are part of that political mm-hmm. world wherever you're setting it. So yeah, you're gonna have to simplify things down a little bit. And fucking unicorns are cool, and you shouldn't right. hunt them. Yeah, I think you know, yeah, kill them all. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh yeah, no, you befriend them and then you ride them off into the sunset. Man, their blood blank makes great lube. Mad- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you're gonna need it for that horn. Wow, that that took a whole wow. That got okay. a little weird and dark kind of for you. <laughs> See, that's how you spin it off, that's right? right? Yeah, like. They, that's how you take the tone and you just like hard left turn. Right. <laughs> oh, God. But I, yeah. I, 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 personally, I love it to take, take like a, a, a game that is like meant to be super serious yeah. and then, and that's why I think, mm-hmm. I think that, that's one of the reasons that the whole what we do in the shadows thing is, oh, has been resonating so with so many oh, people. Yeah. Oh, because it's like, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the whole idea of the tortured yeah. vampire and it's yeah. like, no, we're having a reality TV yeah. show. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> And they play and we're it, flatmates. Yeah, they play it so seriously, and and it's it's just beautiful. The I mean the and the the comedic skills of every single person in that cast is just. I was very nervous when they said they were going to do an American right? a, a, a version yeah. set in New York, and I'm like, yeah, God, they got to get the cast just yeah. right, and yeah. they did. Oh boy, they did totally they. did. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not set in New York. It's that the Island. It's that the Island. <laughs> Manhattan, if you will. <laughs> Guillermo, did you make another messy <laughs> toilet? <laughs> That's an island. This is my favorite. Oh, oh, my God. I'm leaving the island of Staten. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. Okay. It's so good. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think this is one of those things where, it, it, like, I, like I, I agree. It sounds like the, um, you know, the the GM's game description did hint that it wasn't going to be super serious. Mm-hmm. But, right. but yeah, I think I think Vampire specifically is a game where a lot of people take it very seriously, yes. especially if they're. Oh, LARPers, um, and and nothing against LARPers, but vampire LARPers go real hard. Sure, and and so if this person is generally a LARPer or plays in a super serious group, I, I think you can. I think generally LARPers, yeah. even if it's not vampire. Mm-hmm. Generally, look at this, their setting material more sacrosanctly than, uh-huh. than a, a tabletop might. Yeah, because I, yeah. I noticed yeah. the same yeah. thing with L five R. Because remember, I, there, I oh. saw an L five R LARP in when oh, I was well. at Gen Con yeah. three, yeah. four years ago now. Yeah, it was like five or six yeah. years ago. It was a long time. It was what? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think. Wow. Um, first off, gorgeous. Creepy paper. Creepy paper. Creepy paper master. Creepy paper. That one killed me. Yeah. Nandor kills me all the time. Oh my god. But um <laughs> The Red Lane place. The, everyone was in yeah. costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know you've got all it, it, not all the clans were there, but there were uh a, a lot of crane. 
There were uh, what, what was the, yeah. What's what's one of the red scorpion? Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. And lion. Then, or, or, no, I didn't oh. see any lion, but uh, the green. Green crab. The crab. No, green crab is green. Cra- crab is blue. Dragon. Green. No. Dragon. No, it was a dragon. I can't remember. Green dragon phoenix mantis. Maybe. Or, mm. No, I don't no, think mantis is mantis. Ma- yeah, they're they're small. main clan, but they're yeah. But anyway, the, uh, these I people. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Dragon. Oh, it was dragon. Okay. okay. So so they're. Yeah, and almost all of them are in costume. Yeah, and there's there had to be like I don't know, eighty or a hundred people. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and they're like, it, it, and it was a court game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, anyway. Yeah, I, I think that larpers tend to be a little more sacrosanct with the setting. Yeah, generally. Yeah, speaking. Really, I, Kurt is like that. I would never have guessed. <laughs> what? I mean, Kurt runs. Maybe Kurt. Kurt runs a real uh, a, a serious. Oh, yeah. vampire game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which sure. is not not the same as a vampire game. Yeah, but <laughs> but um. But they're all they're all in the largest yeah. and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. And, and and I think that is that is kind of a, a among the genre of us mm-hmm. who are gamers. That yeah. is a typical thing that I've seen too. I think. I just want to um, make a badass yeah. outfit and then go hang out at the bar. <laughs> I want to I want to do an L five R. I know. It would be I just so, yeah, I know. Yeah. So much work. Though. Oh yeah. We've been talking about it for years, and every time yeah. I start looking at those patterns, I'm like, uh, oh yeah, uh, it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and they're 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 deceptively difficult to make oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're like, oh, it's just some simple Thanks, kimono robes. Yeah. Like, no, 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 it's a whole big thing. And Hakama pants are yeah, just like, oh my god, those are the ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had to do a few of those for a production of of Ron, and mm-hmm. it was just or Rashomon, and mm-hmm. it was like. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I hate this. I got I those patterns. Yeah. There's a couple anime characters I wanted yeah. to do, but I wanted to do them like like the full traditional outfit, not mm-hmm. like the cosplay yeah. anime style. Right. And I got the patterns like, nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, a yeah. lot of work. S- speaking mm-hmm. of anime, right. if you wanted to convince Allie to play something other than D and D, something like Big Eyes Small Mouth, or something, oh, she yeah. loves anime. Mm. Mm. Maybe the new maybe the new Avatar uh oh, yeah, 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 yeah. RPG. That's a good one. Which I'm really excited about. It's oh she loves Avatar. Joe Koo's gonna run it for us. Yeah. You better invite me. Um <laughs> so, but, but I I, uh, yeah. I think it, it seems at least from the reaction of that one player, I think if you're running a game that's that really breaks out of the genre yeah. The tone, tone-wise, I think you should very explicitly put that in your game yeah. description. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, for a con for sure. Yeah. And and then if you're if that's <laughs> what you're planning for an ongoing campaign or like a home group or something, you just need to have that conversation when you start talking about yeah. mm-hmm. the the game because uh, that's that's a thing that's been that's one of the quickest frustrations for me is uh, you know I I. Um, and, and I had to pivot real hard uh, during a. Um, we were going to do Strahd and uh, a Curse of Strahd, and I made a character that was like from the uh, what's it called from the um, you know the the country that was just like turned into mist and everybody's dead. Barovia. The, the, no, the no. Um, no. We started in Eberron. Yeah, and we're going into Strahd. Oh, that's so cool. yeah. So sorry, yeah. So so from the Eberron setting, there's the country that turns. Oh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's like it was just mm-hmm. devastated and turned into death. And I'm playing this like oh, yeah. haunted character with okay. like uh, you know I'm uh, with uh, like What's the one with the big crater. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Ky- uh, Kyer, C- yeah, oh, yeah, Sire or Siri or yeah. Uh, um, C Y R E. Yeah, C Y R E. And uh, so so I've made this real haunted emo boy backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the Mornland. 
and then uh, and then we go in and because we're playing Strahd, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, a big emo backstory will be really cool. And then I find out that everybody else was like making not quite joke characters, but like like really bizarre kind of off. Uh, you know, off the beaten path characters, mm-hmm. and and, um, and all of them with a little bit of a humorous twist to them. And I'm like, oh my god, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. Right. So, and luckily, I figured that out like as we were going around the table introducing ourselves, mm. and and so I came later, and so I was like, well, you know what, I can do this. I can pivot and turn this into like. I'm kind of a like the the parody of an emo, mm-hmm. right? You know, like like oh, I'm so depressed, and, you know. Kind of, <laughs> and so so like I was able to turn it into a less uptight mm-hmm. character, um, right. but but it had it meant me shifting where I'd gone in my head. Yeah. And if I had if I'd known that the other character other players were going to come up with characters more like that uh, from the beginning. I might not have gone down that path. Yeah, that definitely needs to be, like, super clear in the beginning. And one thing I'm liking in some cons now, they actually have that as questions. Like, Mm. what is, like, the rating of this game? Like, mature, you know, all ages. They do that at Strategicon now when you register your game. And then, like, it should be the tone. Like, lighthearted, serious. Like, Mm -hmm. just have those as, like, questions that all the GMs fill out for all their games. So it's, like, specifically listed there. So you're not depending on, like, someone's ability in a description to, like, really clarify that. Because some people are great GMs and not great, like, at pitching their games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're usually limited by characters, too. So it's like, okay, what do I get rid of out of the description to make sure I say that this is a lighthearted game? Or, mm-hmm. I've made this super clear. There's unicorns mentioned. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I was thinking evil unicorns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, just serious. Not serious. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. take much. <laughs> yeah. Irreverent. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it, it just, I mean, just, just so you don't end up having problems. Because you, you could have someone who's like, I want to play a late night vampire game where we're like the tortured souls yeah. and everything like that. Right? And you yeah. think that's yeah. what you're going into and you don't yeah. get that. I can understand we'd be like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it still might be fun, yeah. but if you're like looking for that thing, like there's someone, right. there's someone at like Archons who's like always runs like a midnight or 1 a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. werewolf game. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. They, yeah. Or uh, I think someone else does a Call of Cthulhu game in yeah. the middle of the night. Yeah. Very specifically oh. <laughs> for that reason to really kind of capture the whole, yeah. that whole feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, and, 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 you know, and if you're trying to go for that, and also if you're trying to like really go for that very serious tone, yeah. just put that in there too. Because then yeah. you're going to get people who yeah. were like, were like, oh, I probably shouldn't sign up for this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I, I think this is. I, I've I've been toying with for a while of of trying to help us come up with our own like gamer. Uh, was it Myers Briggs? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, like oh for gamers, uh, yeah. So like like you've got this. Uh, you know, you, you could uh, you know like it, like uh, you know on one of the scales, it's like serious to uh, to you know complete uh, you know. Lampoon, mm-hmm. right. whatever, and then you know one of the other scales is heavy into character versus heavy into plot, and then one of the other scales is like I like lots of crunch, I like yeah. really story, you know, <laughs> and like having those sliders that that we could all kind of say, well, oh, I'm an EFNP, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> I will hate gaming with you. We need a gaming <laughs> dating app. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we need. <laughs> we could call it Roller. R O L L R. 
copyrighted. Hashtag roller. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, if, if, if you make that out there, just like send me money or something. Yeah. So, but, uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and, uh, Kimmy will have it written next week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no! But, I have to get the yeah. beta of Starscape out. That's my oh, goal. Yeah, by the yeah. end of the, by the next week, <laughs> it will be out. But I, you know, I, I think there, I think what sometimes we, uh, you know, we get as, as gamers, we get in groups with each other, and we're like, oh wow, I just don't like you. But, uh, but it's, you know, <laughs> but it's really more like we just have different styles of yeah, play. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're at the table for different reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm one of those. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm versatile. I'm verse. Um, but, but like, I like a lot of different games. I like yeah. my crunchy dungeon crawl D and D just fine. I well, enjoy yeah. it. But then I also want my you know good society and you know and and I want my super serious teen superhero drama mm-hmm. and you know and and I can really pivot <laughs> yeah. to to different games because I enjoy different games for different reasons. Yeah. But um, uh, but but I think a lot of people they they like a certain kind of game and that you know some people are just never going to like a crunchy system no matter what the sure. mm-hmm. the plot is and some people are never going to like a story game system no matter how uh, you know how interesting they find the setting yeah and, right absolutely so, now I, I just wanted to mention uh from the AP because Stork is in the chat room right now and I just just remembered this. Aww. He had the most epic stork dice rolling event happened in our last session. It was, oh, no. it was amazing. It was. He's a, he's playing a mage. No. He got a critical failure on a spell roll. Mm. Very inconsequential spell. It was like uh, uh, identify spell or something like a detect magic. Right? I love the stork typed in chat. I'm feeling attacked before we started this story. That's why I decided to attack. Him. Yeah. He said he yeah. hasn't been attacked yet. Yeah. You're going to be now. Yeah. Wait. Wait for it. <laughs> But <laughs> but he he rolled a seventeen, which is critical failure because he had thirteen Herps. skill, and then yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and I said okay, we'll roll three d six because there's a critical spell failure table, and I'm reaching for the things. Oh. I rolled an eighteen. I'm like, so someone can look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's the I accidentally summoned a demon one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say much more. Don't I, say what happened next. It's hilarious because. Okay. You should go listen and watch or watch this. It's very funny. The, the, oh my god! The gosh. players, wonderful people. They're playing the. Just shitty people. The characters are just, they, they, let me set it up a little. I'll set it up just okay, a little. Okay, but don't give the ending. The spoilers. This was no. This was the game Halloween game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like a one shot. And we're missing. Yeah. We're missing a player. So I'm like, we're gonna have like a not not really a side quest, but it's like you're going through this little village anyway. So when you go through this village, there's gonna be a, they have they're having a ghost problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And what it was going to be. Was that there was like uh, you know some family a thousand years ago that lived you know way up and this is like in the very desolate, very arid sort of like almost not quite t- tundra mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. where people are trying to farm right yeah. to say it's like yeah. this is a fucked up place <laughs> and these the fact that the people live here is just beyond everyone mm-hmm. it's like Alberta that, yeah <laughs> it's like that <laughs> happy next RPG podcast would like to apologize to our listeners in Alberta. <laughs> We live in vagina. Horrible <laughs> song. Anyway, right. her name is Alberta. She lives in Vancouver. <laughs> okay. So, so, so they're they're going to this town and like they're you know it, it was a situation where like a bunch of bandits came in and like murdered this whole family and like one 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 of the like some teenage boys survived but. They they found his remains and buried it under this tree and the something about the tree was weird mm. and all of a sudden there's like this specter that's sort of like showing up in mm. various places and things like that. 
So they end up like so. Someone in the in the little, it's a little tiny village. It's probably like eight hundred people in the whole place, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. if you take all the farmland around it. Mm-hmm. And they decide, okay, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, so someone says, "Oh, we have this problem with the thing." And I told everyone before the game started. I said, "We're just it's gonna be like this little like." mystery thing. So they're like, well, well, let's go Let's go and investigate. So they go and talk to one farmer, and they go and talk to another farmer, and they're like, oh yeah, there's an abandoned the, the old uh, mill house up, you know, way up north, because it, it gets shittier and worse the farther north you get. So they go <laughs> long abandoned stone house with, that it, where there was a, like a mill with a little creek with the big wheel thing, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. that, whole, that yeah. whole deal. So they go and they find that, and they find the tree and, um, uh, they find the grave, and then Stork's like, "I'm going to see if this tree." Ha- oh, the, the tree was weird because you're giving all the whole story away. No, I'm not. Okay. No, no, because the, the the end part is the preciously amazing part. You have to listen to it to hear that because <laughs> just garbage. They're just garbage human beings. <laughs> so, so they and they're from the capital, right? The, the the party is. So it's like, oh, you're from the imperial capital. Ooh, well, we mm. have this problem. Can you help us with it? We're just a little bunch of little podunk people out here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so they go off and they and they end up and they go to this tree and the tree is like, looks like it it has been dead for a really long time, but all of its leaves are lay, laying underneath it. Mm. So this tree is just like died within the last couple of days and all the leaves like turned red and fell off. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know the, the and and he's like, well, I'm going to cast detect magic on the tree. Because I'm thinking Mr. Knight have something to do. Yeah. I'm like, okay. That's when he rolled his 18. So they... St- bad things happen. I didn't kill the party. Just so you know, it wasn't a TPK. Because <laughs> the actual GURPS... The, 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 the thing says the, the players inadvertently summon a demon and it immediately attacks the party. Uh-huh. Or some other terrible thing like yeah. this. Why? <laughs> right. I decided rather than... <laughs> Well, I, I just said, no. I, I know I know how to how to tease okay. things. So I because I want them to actually listen to it. Okay. So I'm going to tease them to the point where they, where they have to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so they um now I forgot where I was. <laughs> Tree. Detect magic. Summon a demon. Summon a demon. party or so something, I, I said, something else. Rather than have the demon just attack them because it would have killed them all. Mm-hmm. It's ruining the land. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's creating. It's it's basically changing the land to make it more habitable mm-hmm. to its sort of entities. Mm-hmm. And then, and what happens after that is the most fucked up thing I've ever had player characters do in a game. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I have to say, totally goes, totally fits exactly with our session zero. Okay. It's like we're looking for, like the the the, the fucked up. Yeah. yeah, and so they did it. Are these the same <laughs> characters that are in the campaign? Yes. Okay. All right. One of the players is out. But the, the his excuse for not being there was that something something like rats or something got into their food stores as oh, they're traveling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's the ranger. So he's going to go out and mm-hmm. and uh-huh. like get a bunch yeah. of animals and forage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so right. that's what he was doing. So when he comes back, he's going to. <laughs> yeah, walk into this. <laughs> Thank you, but Stork. It, 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 it was it was the greatest Stork moment I think that has ever happened because it was awesome. such a fuck up, and it was all the dice. It was all dice. None. It had nothing to do with him. His his <laughs> motives and everything he was trying to do made perfect sense. He's totally trying to help these people out with the problem that they're having in this then, little out of nowhere town, uh, and 
it just it went not even sideways. It went upside down. Oh, <laughs> and now and, and it, buddy, it, and the, those two dice rolls is going to in some way. I don't know how yet. I've figured out by next week. It's going to change the course of the adventure. Yeah. <laughs> No, the whole campaign, it's going to change it. Not yeah. a lot, but it is definitely going to change it. <laughs> I mean, so. it could be a lot. I mean, that's, like, yeah. I w- okay, so I've been typing in, in my game Starscape about, like, there's, like, parts where you explain, like, how to play a narrative game or right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're, like, all the bullshit that's in every game, and you're trying to say the same stuff that every other game has said, but different. Right. Um, and, like, I was, like, writing like that. It's, like, a conversation, but, like, really, like, ruminating on, like, the dice, like, why we use dice, because I get... Like, people who don't play RPGs ask that. Like, sure. mm-hmm. so you're just, like, pretending, so why do you use dice? It's, like, for moments like that, that yeah. you could never, imp- like, you could kind of improv that, but someone would be leading about where it went, and you'd be following yeah. them. It'd be, like, yeah. two plans. Like, the dice give you those wild moments that are just unpredictable yeah. and unplannable. And, and those, yeah. those end up being some of the most yeah. memorable moments. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, yes. is when the GM's like, mate. You rolled what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On what roll? B- oh. B- 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 uh, okay. <laughs> and this is why, like, having Stork in a campaign is, like, the gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, we still talk about his wild hallway, like, debacle when we were yes. playing 4E. Like, and that was, like, over a decade ago. Yeah, we're still that was a long that story, time ago. Like, now. routinely on this podcast. That was, like, 2009. Yes, it was forever ago. And we still tell that story. And now we have another one to hang next to it on the wall. Yes. The wild stork <laughs> failure stories. Good job, stork. And we love you. And stork, storks in the chat room says, randomizers yeah. are not my friend. <laughs> right. But are they? Like, yes, maybe they, they are. are. They make yeah. you famous and, like, they- infamous and... And they bring so much joy to the people you're around. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but not to the villagers. Sorry. But right, yeah. <laughs> see, I, now I have to figure out, because the, 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 the sort of overarching sort of meta story for the campaign mm-hmm. is a very serious, well, kind of serious. I mean, nothing is super serious. But there's a, it's like, it's the big dark mage yeah. thing, Da-da-da. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, that's going on. But then they have, now they have this new fuck up, which <laughs> might be worse <laughs> than what they had going on before. Steve's been like prepping for this game for like months. Oh he's yeah, like, a right? long time. Yeah. I have this amazing bad guy and he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, no Stork's plans the bad guy. Yeah. Contact with the enemy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and right, layers are the enemy. Yep. Yes, they are. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the other, that's the other thing. Stork read my novels. Yeah. Because oh, okay. it, it, it's set in the same. It's ten oh, yeah. thousand yeah. years earlier yeah. than the novels are. Yeah. But he went and read through them, and he's like noticing, like, oh, I'm seeing stuff. Yeah. But oh, it's like cool. different because yeah. now it's. Now I know why it's it's here. It's not a big mystery because it's ten thousand years later and everyone's forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he he he's starting to notice. He just and he just said, "You have to rewrite your books now." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruin the world. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? The the little village yeah. they went to has a different name than the that exact oh. same village in in book uh-huh. one of the oh. series. Yeah. So. Inadvertently, I forgot the name of the village, but uh-huh. now, now you know oh why. no, Stork destroyed that village. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Someone had to build a new one, right? Now you have a, no- a whole new plot for a new novel yes. about how they forgot, why they forgot about this situation. Both yep. these horrible adventures from the capital just <laughs> destroying this quiet agricultural society. And they were so nice. The people there were, and they, oh yeah, but anyway. <gasps> If you want to, you want to see some classic stork, 
stork dice failures. Oh my god! It's in the last the last session. It's I'm up. So Erica, I love you. Yeah. Erica says, "I was there three thousand years ago when the strength of storks dice fails." <laughs> Don't speak to me of the old failures, which I was there there when they were rolled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. All right. We're like 20 minutes over because that was fucking amazing. Oh, God. I've missed you guys. We missed you too. I'm so glad to be. (laughs) All right. Okay. Thank you for joining us for. Oh, wait. I just haven't played this. Yeah, you have to think. Long song. Again? <laughs> you finally fixed it last week. You I know. finally Wait, got it you right. You didn't end the show with Stork Dick. No. Oh, should I end it with Stork Dick? You should 100% end the show with Stork Dick. Come on. Let me find it. I th- I'm pretty sure it's here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Stork Dick might not be on. Oh, here. no. What no. have you done? I don't think All right. Stork Dick is on. Okay, so yeah. go Google Stork Dick, Angry Folk. You, what is it called? Angry Folk, Angry Folk Band. Band, okay. Yeah. You have the bum, podcast. Bum, There's a whole bum, lot of Angry bum, Folk bum, things bum, out there. Bum. Yeah, I don't have it on here. Okay, and it's an amazing <laughs> song all about Stork and how we can't roll dice. Right. And it was written long before this epic moment. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. We'll end, like, another show in the yes. future. No, when he's here next week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for season 29. <laughs> 29, episode 6 of Happy Jack Jumpy Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Adam. And I'm Kimmy. And we'll see you next week at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time right here at happychecks.org slash live. Yes. And also tomorrow, no, Sunday. Sunday, a new, ga- new game yeah, is starting. new game is starting. Um, the Eye of Horus. Uh, it's Temples and Tombs, a system run by ri- system writer Chris Gray. With an amazing cast. It's going to be super cool. Um, yeah, so Mondays, Sundays, and Fridays right now. Excellent. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye. Seating program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.